Hello and welcome to the Wholehearted Healer Podcast. My name is Dr. Avine Banish and I will be your host. This is the weekly podcast that helps women pause in their busy lives, drop into the heart, and remember their next right step. I am so happy that you're here. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Wholehearted Healer. I am your host, Dr. Avine Banish, and I'm excited today to have a conversation with Dr. Oksana Oramunova. Um, Oksana and I are in a wonderful and inspiring Facebook group together of female physicians who are also interested in healing and spirituality and um, really all the complexity and wholeness um, around that those ideas. And so that's how... I encountered her and I'm excited to have a conversation and get to know her a bit better today. So, um, Oksana, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Aline. Thank you for having me here. So excited. Wonderful. And um, we were talking a little bit before we pressed record. Um, Oksana and I have a lot in common, but I would love to hear um, your background. I know you're an internal medicine physician and you practiced as a hospitalist for many years, um, but kind of give us your background and how you maybe shifted, and maybe it wasn't a shift, but how you incorporated intuition and um, clairvoyance really into your life's work. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, so I actually um, was born near Mongolia in a little place called Tuva. And since I was a child, I was very intuitive and I could see things um, I could sense things that other people um, were not able to sense. And, you know, I could hear people's thoughts, see, feel their emotions. And, you know, since I was a child, I always wanted to heal people. And I would, like, run after dogs and cats and, you know, heal everybody and try to fix their broken paths and all of that. My mom was a doctor. And I used to round with her in the hospital since I was, I don't know, probably four years old. And so it's kind of was natural that I decided to go to med school because this is for me was okay. If you want to heal people, you go to medical school and you become a doctor. And I grew up in Siberia. So I went to medical school in Siberia. And it was, you know, interesting looking back when I was growing up as a child, I was always sick. So I was one of those, you know, sick children. I was even excused from um, physical activity in school because, you know, I was considered to be like a sickly child. And so looking back, of course, after many years, I realized one of the reasons I was always sick because I was so sensitive and I was absorbing everybody else's energy around me. And, you know, it was interesting what's happening, especially like around my favorite holidays and back in Siberia, one of the biggest kind of like favorite holidays is New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. When Santa Claus comes, you get Christmas tree. So it's like very, very festive. And pretty much every single year that day comes and I will be in bed with high fever and tonsillitis or whatever it was, right? So, and when I went through medical school, I discovered that, you know, as people talk to me or I put my hands on somebody, 
and people were getting better. I didn't even, you know, I, I wasn't doing anything, right? I just put my hands on somebody. And then I said, oh, I can help people doing that. And so after my lectures in med school, I would go um, to local clinic. And all I was doing, I was just putting my hands and doing and kind of giving a healing energy. And people were having miraculous results. And I would go home and I would just go straight to bed. I was just so exhausted and I was so drained. And again, you know, back then it um, wasn't really even, you know, my medical school was pretty straightforward. So I could not talk about it. Right. So I, I kept it away from my classmates. Mm-hmm. I kept it away from my uh, teachers that this is what I was doing. <laughs> and um, again, I was just very sensitive. And back then I didn't realize that. I said, okay, you know, it takes me um, five hours. Um, five, six hours each day to get back and forth um, from medical school in Siberia. I thought I'm just tired and, you know, from that. So, and another thing was, which again kind of started me on this journey of exploring what's the heck going on with me. When I was long time in my medical training, I was, and I tell this story because I, quite a few times because it's, I think it's very interesting. So I was doing um, elective in rheumatology. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh my God, finally. <laughs> the day arrived where for a month I could have easy schedule. I, you know, I don't have to be on call uh, every whatever, three, four days. It's outpatient. It will be easy breezy. And I was really looking for, you know, because I was pretty tired at that point in my training. And then after, you know, going through um, this rheumatology elective after a week, I just felt like a train wreck. My All my joints were hurting. I was very sleepy. I was energetically so drained. Like I had no energy to do anything besides just, you know, getting home and going to bed. And I was almost like start, started feeling depressed. And so I thought, just, I don't know what's going on with me. And I was talking to my attending at that time, um, rheumatologist. And I said, you know, it's just so strange. I'm having all these symptoms. And she said, oh, you know, it's okay. I feel like that all the time. And she told me, she said, why don't you just start taking um, half a dose of antidepressant? It will help you with the symptoms. And I said, okay. Um, I went home and then I thought, well, I'm in the beginning of my medical training. If I start taking antidepressant now, what I'm looking down the road, <laughs> 20, 30 years, 40 years from now. And it's kind of put me in this journey, figuring out what was wrong with me. And so it's led me to, again, my spiritual journey. It led me on um, looking at different ways how I can manage because I really wanted to be a doctor. I really wanted to help people. That's why I went to medicine. And I was realizing, wait a minute, I'm absorbing everybody else's energy. I was absorbing my patient's energy, the emotions, the pain. It was physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain. I was absorbing um, my colleagues' (laughs) problems and emotions. And I was like a sponge, right? Just taking it all in. And it was sometimes, um, you know, to the point, I don't know if it's you have experienced that, 
but I would be talking to the patient and they would be saying, okay, I have a chest pain. And all of a sudden I would start having chest pain, right? Or they would have another symptoms and I will, I will feel it in my body. <laughs> yes. It's so, your story and mine are so similar. I always thought, even as a child, that I always used to say, like, I'm missing a layer because I would just feel so much and that I can completely relate with um, the the sickness and the illness and the um, the wanting to help and um, and for me, I recognize now that I didn't understand that um, I didn't have to absorb, right? That there's a difference between um, holding space and um, assisting in healing and feeling like I had to do the healing myself um, in some way. And that has been a long journey for me. It's been a painful one because there's been lots of Oh, illnesses and surgeries I've needed. And so uh, I completely understand. And I think our story is fairly common, not just for physicians, but for a, a lot of women who are the healers and helpers of the world, which are, you know, so many women who are mothers and teachers and doing all the things in the in the world to to assist and not even maybe realizing that that they're um even their physical health may be suffering a little bit as a result of the way they're doing that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You're so right. And again, so many people don't realize that everything is energy, right? So our emotions, um, energy, our thoughts is energy, our bodies emit certain energies. And so we are like this, you know, radio stations constantly picking up everybody else's thoughts, everybody else's emotions. And this event could be going somewhere, you know, the war could be going somewhere in another part of the world, right? But that energy, we feel it. It can be coming, um, you know, through other people. It could be coming through, um, you know, TV, whatever it is. And so, and I don't know, now... Um, I realized, I don't know, a few years ago that I am an empath. I didn't even know what empath is, right? But now you Google it and you can see that like, okay, everybody's writing about empath, which means you're just very sensitive. And especially those women who are truly care about others, right? They have huge hearts. And a lot of times they are healers, either they're in a healing profession or not, right? So you could be... Um, a baker, but you have a soul of a healer. So you naturally care about people. You naturally want to improve um, people's conditions or planet's condition and so forth. And they provide healing through, you know, baking bread or whatever it is. And what I found that um, a lot of us, those who care about others who are healers, you know, we also have a high degree of intuition, right? So they're very sensitive, sensitive to other vibrations. So to me, it, it's a gift. And I, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I just, you know, I heard so many times, almost like sometimes judgment involved where somebody goes like, oh, you're too sensitive. Oh my gosh. Yes. A lot. Have you heard yeah. that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's like, oh, it's your problem. You're too sensitive. Just snap out of it. and. 
And, you know, and I even, you know, talk to people, some of my clients who go, oh, I have this problem. <laughs> and I'm too sensitive. And so I help people to shift that mindset when goes like, no, you have a gift. But what we're all learning, how to have this gift and, you know, being able to help people, like you said, holding space for somebody to heal and still thrive in this world, right? So where we have our own vitality, we can have our own well-being. And uh, yeah. So I would love to hear, because I think this is really the crux and so important. So for years, um, you know, you, um, your gift, you suffered a little bit because of it. And so what was the turning point or what have you shifted because um, I just use the audio recording for my podcast, but you are vibrant and healthy and glowing <laughs> and living on the big island of Hawaii and living your best life. And so how did you claim this as a gift and shift? Mm -hmm. Thank you. You know, it's been a journey and I would say it's still a journey. Mm -hmm. So and part of it, you know, for me, it was realizing, again, being a natural healer, I am, I want to save everybody, right? Like my mission in life was, I want to save people, as it was literally saving them, working as a hospitalist, I worked as a hospitalist for 20 years, um, saving their lives, or saving them, rescuing them. And so much of my energy would go on to that, right? Or, or trying to fix their problems. And then I start realizing, wait a minute, um, where is divine, powerful souls? They have all the capabilities. They have all the abilities in themselves to shift their life, to shift their health, to shift what we're going through, right? So, and I said, it's not about me trying to save them but it's more about me helping them to realize that, helping to realize their own power, right? That they have everything inside of them to heal themselves. And so how can I guide them to that? And how can I provide the healing co-communication so where I empower them and help them to heal versus me trying to save them, right? trying to rescue everybody. And I, I think like this concept is really um, shifted it for me because I don't know so many times and especially in medicine I don't know if like you notice that when people come to you as a you know or even if you're a healer you're, you're not an, exactly in medical profession but you're doing a as a healing work a lot of people come to you and they want you to fix them or they want you to risk rescue them right they're looking for answers like okay tell me tell me what i want to do what, what i need to do mm -hmm. right and so and for me it's, it's like no you have all the answers within yourself you have all the power so let me help you to find it right to get into that space of self-empowerment and I, I, you know to me it was the i think the biggest realization yeah that's mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And, and for me too, I think, um, you know, the helpers and healers of the world on the Enneagram, likely the number two, right? The helper. Um, 
there's this idea misguided sometimes when we're young or or just starting out that I completely resonate with that, that wanting to heal the world. And then we recognize, well, you know, everyone is sovereign and everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and I love what you say about everything is energy, because for me, I see that too, that it's um, that we're each here, like Ram Das is one of my teachers and one of his quotes, he always said, uh, we're just walking each other home. Right. And so we're like, I think the healers in the world right now, our job is to help others remember, I like to say, and that's yeah. vibrational, right? So I, I, I'm guessing that your work is assisting others to get into like an expanded vibrational state so that they can, then it's just, it's like what we've always known. It feels so familiar. And yet when we're in that contracted state of feeling like a victim or giving our power over and wanting someone else to give the answer to us. Or if we have succumbed to some serious physical illness, we contract and we forget. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You said it so, so well. Yes. Because it's, it's almost like we get narrow view, right? We, we forget who we are. And especially, you know, sometimes and it's not just us, because let's say if somebody's going some, some, through something, somebody's sick, or they're going through whatever in, intense in their life, it's sometimes it's not just their energy. They might be going like, okay, I can pull through it, right? It's I can I I I've done it before, I can get out of this hole. But interesting, what I've seen so many times, people are in their life, it could be their friends, it could be their colleagues. They start going into that sympathy energy. It's like, oh my God, poor you, it happened to you, right? And uh, so, because they, they don't have awareness, they don't have realization. And so they get into the, so it, the person starts feeling worse, right? They're like, because that energy just so heavy. And um, yes, so just having, this is what I was just teaching workshop a couple of days ago about sympathy versus compassion. Instead of having what we are talking about, being in a state of compassion and realizing, okay, I know what you're going through and I know that you will get out of it because you have all the power within yourself. So, yes. I love that too, because when, and we've all been there when mm -hmm. people have sympathized with us and I feel it's well-meaning, right? Our friends. Mm -hmm. People want to say the right thing and they don't know the right thing, but it also kind of locks us into where we are. It's not a very expansive state where we can, where we can kind of shift because um, it's, it's almost as if we have to play that role. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and like we, I was saying, and a lot of people, a lot of times people don't even realize, right? So they don't realize, oh, wait a minute. It's not even my um, energy. It's not my thoughts. So it's not my emotions. Um, but I'm, ex it's everybody else thoughts and emotions in their space. And naturally people think, okay, if I am thinking this thought, this is mine. Or if I am feeling this emotion, this is my emotion because I'm the one who is thinking or feeling it. And, and it just starts with awareness, recognizing, oh, wait a minute. It might be not. <laughs> I might be picking up somebody else's emotions or thoughts, even if this person could be thousands of miles away, right? So, yes. Um, 
So what, what do you say to someone who's listening, who really is resonating with your story, who may be a physician, may not be, but is like, yep, that's me. I'm a helper. I've been that way since I was five years old. Um, and they're not quite to the state that you are. They're still feeling exhausted. They're not knowing, like they know what they're doing, but they don't know what to do about it. What kind of advice do you give to someone to get started, to sort of shift um, as you did? Yes, thank you. Well, first, you know, I would say recognize that you have a gift and don't get into that space that there is something wrong with me. Because this is what I see other physicians and healers go, what's wrong with me? Um, and and I encounter a lot of that, right? Because we would be, okay, I can see 30 patients in a day or 25 patients in a day. Why you you only seeing 15 and you're already feeling drained, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are all different. And again, everything starts with awareness. Having the awareness, okay, maybe all what I'm experiencing, emotions, thoughts are not mine. Because then you start discerning. And be very kind to yourself. Be gentle for yourself with yourself and realize that you are different, right? So maybe you do need that extra um, time to for self-care, right? Or whatever it is for you. So you create the environment for yourself where you nurture yourself, you validate yourself. And then also realizing, okay, I am not here to save the world. I'm not here to in a bigger picture, right? But when you maintaining your own um love, right? Self-love, you're maintaining self-compassion, you're shifting your energy, everyone around you benefits from it. It's it's like a ripple effect, right? And by healing ourselves and empowering ourselves, this is how we shift the world, how this is how we heal the world. It's, it starts with, you know, it starts with you. Mm -hmm. right. So, um, and yes, yeah, so and whatever tools you have to, again, is it spending time in nature, reconnecting with, with yourself, restoring your inner peace, restoring your um, inner okay, well-being. Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful. I love that. Um yeah, I love the idea of coherence and heart coherence and how, um, and that's when I feel like that as a helper or as a healer, um, that we've sort of really come into our wisdom when we recognize that um, we have to start with ourselves and that starting with ourselves and living in a state of open-hearted coherence is enough, right? We shift our home and our family and our colleagues. And when we go to the grocery store, like that your presence actually makes a difference and that that's enough. And then anything beyond that teaching or, or sessions are sort of icing on the cake, but that that foundation is so key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing I tell people, again, you are the one who decides how you want to fail. You are the one who create your own energy environment, right? So how you feel your happiness, your well-being doesn't depend on external circumstances. It doesn't depend what's going around you. You're the one 
who has the power to create it. And let's say um, you can choose to feel joy. You can choose to feel peaceful, right? You create it for yourself. And something just having an intention in the morning when you wake up, it's like, okay, um, I just, I want to experience joy. I am experiencing joy. And so, and just noticing throughout the day, it's like, oh, okay, let's, uh, you know, because joy is very high vibration. It's very healing, right? So, yeah, so just choosing. You want to feel peace or you want to feel um, loved. So you're not expecting it from anybody else, right? You create it for yourself. And then the, the world, the universe around you will start validating you and supporting you in that. Yeah. We live in a self-reflective universe. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I would just love also to talk a little bit about place, sense of place and healing and our place in the world. You um, were, were went to medical school in Siberia. We talked, you lived in Mount Shasta. Now you're on the big island of Hawaii. And so I just wonder too, if you listen and respond to where you're kind of called in the world or how you ended up in Hawaii. Yes, exactly. I pretty much listen to my guidance. Um, I listen to my intuition where is beneficial for me or um, for following my soul purpose, right? Where is it for me uh, place or where I need to go and so forth. And, you know, pretty much all my life, I, somehow it happened, I always lived in high vibration spiritual places. So again, Mongolia, Siberia, <laughs> Mount Shasta, which is a very spiritual place, Hawaii. And so being, so it's kind of led me um, to Big Island, Hawaii. And, and you know, another part of it is um, I love energy of the ocean it's very very healing and um i discovered many years ago joy of swimming with dolphins wild oh. dolphins in the open ocean wow. which is very very healing and it's just again that vibration kind of pulled me to come to the islands how wonderful so you've had amazing experiences swimming with dolphins yeah, so it's and I and I actually used to used to take people for healing, um, like it's almost like a therapy to swim with the dolphins. Mm -hmm. Now um, we are not able to do that in Hawaii; it's restricted, so you can't swim with the dolphins anymore. But dolphin energy is pure love; it's pure unconditional love and joy and playfulness. And so when you're around them, you just naturally start matching that energy so it brings so much joy and playfulness and it's very very healing so i've seen where and, and there are stories where people get healed from cancer right mm -hmm. there are stories where people get healed from a lot like deep emotional traumas and there are therapies now there are dolphin therapies um for ptsd or dolphin therapies for autism for kids with disabilities and autistic children so there are a few places where you can go to, to do something like that. And we're also, um, we're very, very aware beings. And we sense your energy. We can um, 
sense your thoughts, your emotions, in a sense, they have clairvoyance, right? They, they can see your energy. They can see what's going on in your energy space, what's going on. And a lot of times when they come around you, they give you healing. They give you energy healing, right? So, um, which is very, very amazing. And I've seen where people just had pro- profound life-changing transformations from amazing. just one experience with dolphins. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, I've swam in the ocean near dolphins, never with them. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with like the playful. It's just it's mm-hmm. like seeing a rainbow alive or something. <laughs> um so wonderful. And so, Oksana, I know that you do individual sessions for people, right? Intuitive sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I will definitely link your website um, in the show notes. And uh, I just want to say thank you for the work that you're doing in the world for your journey and um, for being uh, one among many people right now on the planet who are kind of living your purpose and with an open heart. I'm really grateful. Thank you so much, Evin. And I love um, how you said it. Yes, this is what we are learning here, living our sole purpose and um, being who we are and sharing our gifts, sharing yeah. our light. And uh, and I think it's, it's so important too for people who, to understand that, um, that, that we have to sort of uncover our gifts and that they sometimes um, they, it can be challenging. And so I think it's also important that you're, that you share your story that, you know, um, so that a young person listening doesn't compare themselves where you are now to where they are 25 years ago or something. So Mm -hmm. I I think it's our honesty in our experiences is really key as well. So thank you for your honesty. Yes, because all of us all have our unique journeys mm-hmm. so and uh exactly like you said instead of com- comparing ourselves to others we are just here fulfilling our own purpose I love it. Thank, thank you so much we appreciate it